0: Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and if your erection lasts longer than four hours, drink a beer!
1: Definitely can't help uh, or hurt. Ooh, I don't know. We're not doctors. Uh, I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys. And uh, this is our Patreon exclusive episode on uh, My Uncle Oswald by Roald Dahl. This whole month we've been doing Roald Dahl books, but we saved this special one for the patrons. It's one of only two adult novels he wrote, and this one is especially adult in the video store sense. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and the only yes, one, the only one that's, I don't, it's still like available. I don't know. I mean, I think it's still in print. I'm afraid to find out what the other one is about. No, the other one is, is yeah, this is totally. You could buy this right now on Amazon. Uh, the other book is not like this at all. It is like a pretentious book about a nuclear war that was published in 1948 called Sometime Never, A Fable for Supermen," which went out of print and uh, got shitty reviews. And Roald Dahl said, I can't remember the exact quote about it, but he was like, that book was shitty. Like, he's like, that book was bad. Though it's only, it's, uh, so it's never been reprinted in English. And for that book know, I was like, what do we do with this Patreon money? Maybe we buy a copy of this old book. It's like $700 a copy right now. So, no, we're not reading that right now. But this shitty book, I mean, jizzy book, is
0: still available. And uh, we're going to talk about it today. Does anyone want to start with a beer? All right. So, this is, uh, this is from Offshoot Beer Company. This is called Unwind. Because all the men in this book, they really just <laughs> they really just get to unwind. Or they really need to. <laughs> Oh, boy. This is a Hoppy Pills, is what it says. And it is very nice. (laughs) Pills mean pilsner. I believe so. There are pills in this book. (laughs) There are. It is 5.7% alcohol, and it's delicious. This is definitely the perfect, if I had a lawn to mow, and I mowed it, (laughs) I would be drinking this, but I have neither of those things. But the beer's nice. So the book
1: was published in 1979, which is kind of like, you know, he had a few kids' books out by then. He had, uh, you know... Well, Charlie and the Chocolate Charlie Factory. Charlie and Chocolate Factory, and James and the Giant Teach, and Mr. Fox. Um, this comes in between the enormous crocodile and the twits, in terms of when his books were published. <laughs> As opposed to what happens in this book about coming in between the tits, which is a different part of the book. Actually, it never happens. Actually, I don't think that happened in It never book. happens.
2: Nope, never.
1: Never. So, let's talk about it. So, Uncle Oswald is apparently a character that's been in some of Roald Dahl's other short stories, of which we've only read one. We read Lamb to the Slaughter way back in 2019. And you can check that out wherever your fine podcaster found. But he's like a dirty old man, and the book starts with like a setup where whoever the nephew is is having like some sort of party, and Uncle Oswald kind of like shows up, right? And he's like, let me tell you why I got
0: rich. And no, no, no.
1: That's not what happened with it. Oh, that, no, There's like an
0: admiral is, guy shows up first, right? And this is a very young Oswald who hears this story.
2: Yeah. The book is like, this is my uncle's journal. I'm going to publish it. That guy fucks. Oh, right, right, right. right,
1: right. So um, whatever the fucking frame is, Uncle Oswald in the early part of the 20th century as a young British man of leisure, basically went about a ridiculous series of schemes to get rich, all involving boners. Uh, they all worked. And they all worked, though he did get screwed out of his boner money uh, (laughs) at one point. So he finds out about some exciting Spanish fly equivalent that comes out of Sudan called the blister beetle, the Sudanese blister beetle, and uh, he decides... What?
2: what is Spanish Fly? I thought that was for the ladies.
1: Uh, I don't know exactly. I mean, I, I've never
2: had to use it. You know, That's because it it's... it's <laughs> I don't know if it was ever real. It's not something from myth from back in the day. I mean,
1: it's supposed to be an aphrodisiac of some short... I, I think, oh my God, it actually is from something in the blister beetle family. Holy
2: fuck. That's probably where he got it. It sounded kind of like Rufy's. It's like a roofy Cialis, is what they call. Oh create. my god! Slash, a strange combination.
1: Slash bath salts. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: yeah, there
0: you go. So he finds out the boner beetle. It's like the story the old guy tells is like I was, you know, sitting on my front porch in Khartoum, and a. Beetle, little did I know, a beetle fell into my scotch, and after I had a drink, I
2: had an enormous <laughs> erection. <laughs> this is a story he's telling to a party full of 17-year-olds Yeah, <laughs> that he's arrived at, and he's like, let me tell you about all the boners I got, kids, and they're like, this is normal. And the story, it, its I'm not exaggerating, when it, he
1: bangs about 300 ladies in the story, and every time he just has a nice ethnic uh, evaluation of them, like... I thought yeah. the French woman knew things, but the women from fucking Turkey make the French look like peasants. It's like, oh, okay. Like it just—it's pretty graphic for seventy. It's not like very graphic, but for 79, 1979, I was—I was impressed with how how
2: dirty an old man this character was. Which was the one that had tongues like a cat's that hurt, but it felt good. Was the that like Bulgarians,
1: Hungarians, or some some Eastern <laughs> Bloc person? Right. Like, so the so he finds about the beetle, and he's like, I'm gonna go.
0: Sell this as boner pills Because it's 1918 or something And he's on his way So it's actually just It's before the war But he's like Gonna go live in Paris for a year With some like You know Exchange family Kind of thing But he said Instead of going directly to Paris You know from London He goes all the way to No he goes to Paris for like a day And he's like Me- I'll be back in two weeks And then he literally Takes a boat to uh, Egypt Then goes to sudan and then swindles the local guy out of like do he get 50 pounds of five this pounds. stuff isn't it five, five pounds, pounds and the guy's okay, like that is enough line? to kill dozens of elephants that's fine and Lit-boner. also of the of the many <laughs> like fun. problems with this book of the many very very problematic parts of this book one of them is the way how you know the native man was like, that'll be 1,000 pounds. And Oswald's immediately like, what? That's stupid. I'll give you 50. And it's like, oh, come on. You know, that's a... Th- totally swindling the natives out of their most valuable product. Well, in... in for
1: pennies in, on the dollar. In the Middle Eastern culture, which Khartoum is adjacent to, haggling is the standard way of purchasing things. And like, I, I know that's the... that, and, that, that, that is and like I was thing, told but, this but he went
0: from 1,000 to 50 it's kind of like no i am your conqueror i will just take what i want i I think you're reading
1: something into that slightly differently i mean i think there's part of that but there isn't that is not that far from the truth either because i was told by a former egyptian colleague of ours nate when i was going to turkey he was like let me tell you my friend because you know he's from the the middle east and he was like they will say a price i don't care what that price is your response is 10 percent of that price (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, "Really? That seems like insulting." No, this is how it's done. I was like, "All right," and then I did it, and the guy was like, "Oh, all right." And then he came out, and like, I ended up paying like twenty five percent of whatever the original price was. But he's like, "That's the culture, the haggling culture." I think I don't know if it was purely.
2: I am, you know, well, the uncle had a few choice statements uh, at the beginning there about, you know. They're good as long as you uh, have a good stick to beat them with, or something. There's
1: plenty of overt racism in this book. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like going back to his evaluations of the women of the world, when he describes the Hawaiian women and the, how like they give foot jobs whenever they would give a hand job.
0: It's because <laughs> they have like prehensile toes. Yeah, that's they the prehensile way, that's what toes. He describes
1: it, is like anything they would do with hands, they do with their feet. He's like, and it was jolly good. You know, he's like an old British douche. So. Whatever he however he gets the five pounds of shit, which you're supposed to take uh like the head of a needle of a you know, a pin and that, that and dip it in, and that amount of those grains that stick to it is how much you need to take to get an unbelievable series of rape erections. So he's set for a while. He has enough boner powder to last him. And he has this whole long scheme of how he made it into pills. And he had this fucking thing to get the ambassadors from a bunch of countries, and here comes some real racism. Uh, to get the boner pills, and he gives and he has, like, talks it all up how I work at this laboratory, and I forget exactly how he got into their company, and I don't think it matters. But he also fucked the guy whose party it was, his wife.
0: His dad was also an ambassador somewhere. So first he like just calls on the ambassador's house, and then even without the boner pills, the uh ambassador's wife was like you must ravish me right now so that's what kind of book it is and then he he goes to dinner you know he's invited to dinner with all of the ambassadors and it's like 10 ambassadors of 10 nations are there and he's like let me and they're all having you know cigars and cognac and he's like let me tell you everyone about this amazing discovery my professor has made and then he makes the whole thing up but then he's like, ah, and there's uh, I have one pill for each of you as a gift. And then they all, literally the next morning, they've all sent servants to his house to, like, get more.
1: Except the,
0: uh,
1: he charges the <laughs> Japanese guy double. Because <laughs> he's like, they're creepy. And, like, he goes through, I forget exactly what the Japanese guy did that he's, like, especially rapey. Whereas... He
2: said he molested seven women. Yeah, like without, without, without yeah. breaking, without pausing. They weren't dinky, tinky little Japanese women. They were enormous, strong French wenchies. <laughs> I mean, that does sound a little like Roald Dahl there. <laughs> I swung my giant club and I sent them all squiggling in every direction. He said Japanese-ly.
1: <laughs> it's like really, it's a bit much. And he, and he does charge him double for the pills. And uh, yeah, I don't think they meant like mola Star right I think <laughs> like I'm bothered by this, so then he starts this booming business of selling boner pills, and this is only like twenty percent into the book. you're like, well, now that's how you get rich, like what else is there? But then he makes a hundred thousand pounds by nineteen nineteen or whatever
0: and He's like in the year he's just like his his year he was seventeen and living in Paris. Gap year. He makes a hundred thousand pounds, of which that is like millions of dollars in today's money.
1: And he's like, this isn't enough. I need to make a million pounds so I could do nothing for the rest of my life. So you know, he's ahead of his time. He's like an, uh, an influencer. You know, he's trying to find an easy way to make money and, and not have to work. So then he comes, oh, he meets, I forget how he, he makes meets. His, he
2: makes his first crucial mistake, which he comes back to at the end, but he just made 100000 in like a year on his off time. And he thought, I got to make more money. I better do something totally different. Like, just yeah, do that again. That was just really stupid. do that.
1: Yeah, just ramp that up a little bit. You're selling yeah. to just guys on three blocks of, of Paris right now. Yeah. Like, yeah, It's pretty easy
0: selling boner pills in Paris. Except then the book wouldn't be even a quarter as ridiculous. Oh, oh no. Not even a tenth. <laughs> this is barely a... Barely a... So then what he does is he... <laughs> so then the following year, he starts his college... You know, at college years at Cambridge, and there's one Cambridge? particular. Oh, it's the past tense, Cambridge, right? That's foreshadowing. <laughs> and then he, in one one of his chemistry professors, is a brilliant guy, and so he ends up. Is he? Well, okay. <laughs> Suppose the, the, the way he's ridiculous. described, the way he's described in the first chapter of, oh, he was you know this very brilliant professor. Um, uh he go, he has dinner. He goes he has an expensive dinner with the professor and, and the professor tells him this truly ridiculous story oh, about man. how he, on the dick. He, <laughs> he invented this contraption to freeze dry bull semen with nitrogen, liquid nitrogen.
2: And, 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 and there's yolks. a
0: <laughs> And a particularly harrowing description of how they had to get the bull semen to buy him a lot of drinks um and so oswald says i have an idea and so like two two days later it's like let's have uh let's have dinner again he goes i've got an idea what we're gonna do is we're gonna get the semen of (laughs) this this is exactly what happens guys uh we're gonna get the semen of all the most famous and brilliant men in the world and then we're going to that's step one Step two, sign me up. Sell it, <laughs> sell it to all these lonely rich women. Step three, profit. And
1: he's like, "I like that plan. It's got spunk." Um, <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> yeah. So we just a random thing that I didn't understand. Maybe you guys will understand. During that dinner scene, when he's about to pitch this to the guy. It's a different time. He doesn't have like an elevator pitch. He has like a, a, a pro-hour dinner pitch. Three-hour dinner Yeah. So and, and he just keeps grossing the guy out from eating his food. Like every time he's like, he's like, Why are you chewing that oyster? You need to stab them so they feel pain. And then you swallow them live and feel them in your stomach. He's like, I don't want any more oysters. Like, I'll eat them. <laughs> and then, then he does the same thing to like his some other fucking thing he's eating, like smoked salmon or something. I don't understand why he's—he just—I think, I guess, it's says his character. He has to just be cheating people at all times. He's establishing dominance.
2: I think he said he was trying to like make him uncomfortable so that it was some sort of psychological warfare and, thing. Because then he tells the story
0: about the ship captain in the barrel of. Let me tell you about rum. Semen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh About the the ship captain in the uh, barrel of rum who died, and they pickled him in a barrel of rum, but then it didn't work because when they finally got him back home so they could bury him in England, the sailors had drank the rum. And then it was like the end, end of story. Okay, now let me tell you my brilliant no, idea. I've, I've heard, heard that's versions a, that's of that story. Uh,
2: it's called, it's a cocktail called Gordon's Blood, named after an Admiral Gordon who died at, I think I think Waterloo or one of the fucking, you know, Napoleon fights. Trafalgar. Maybe, yeah, that one. Was that and Lord Nelson and all that shit? I think I think that was a um I think that was a naval battle, whereas Waterloo was not. Oh okay, I heard water and I assumed, uh, but it did happen. They put him in the barrel and uh, people drank from it, and now it's like a kind of a macabre joke. But there's a cocktail called Gordon's Rum or Gordon's Blood.
1: I'm looking. This anyway,
2: up. it was like and the sailors said it was the
0: most delicious rum they'd ever had. Okay, now let me tell you what we're going to do.
1: It was, it was Nelson. It was Lord Nelson is the rumored guy from the Battle of Trafalgar. Trafalgar. All right. Uh, and the story goes that when they opened the cask, he was, there was no rum in there, and he was all like, he's pickled, I suppose. But you know, I, don't, I don't know. It, that it is a disputed story, so it's not really clear if they actually did that. Nor was it
0: important to this story.
1: No, it was just like a... Nor was much of this story important to this story.
0: (laughs) It was just random stuff. So, um, uh, Oswald tells the professor dude... What's his name again? Like, Wolseley or something like that? Wolseley. Tells the professor Wolseley, like, here's what we're going to do. We are going to, you know, get the sperm of all the most famous and brilliant men in the world. And we'll make millions, and the guys like that is the dumbest idea I've ever heard. <laughs> That'll never work. And Oswald says, ah, in three days' time, I will, have, I will have your semen and a signature on a piece of
2: paper that says... He's like, yeah, if you could get that, I'm in. Enjoy my semen. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing he, he didn't really didn't mention, he didn't ask about, because I guess it makes too much sense, but you know, how's he going to get all that semen from all those dicks? I guess they're going to have to get the dicks and shake it. <laughs> this is shake it cubed, because there's a lot of dicks um, from <laughs> non sequitur, the milkshake IPA. Uh, non sequitur works for this whole book, too, actually.
1: Since the whole story started when someone was like, hey, uh, Uncle Oswald, or Admiral Douchebag, can you pass the peanuts? And he's like, let me tell you something. Thing. about these nuts. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> Fancy another Ooh.
1: cocktail?
2: This is uh very nice. It's fruity. Let's see. Mango, tangerine, double vanilla, and it's hard to fucking Oh, so it's it like Marcel Proust. Yes. <laughs> Where they oh yeah. Clearly call him fruity like 11 different times. Yeah, I've got some I've got Ooh. some uh, Ego questions about that one later. But uh, this is it's good. It, it's a milkshake. I do there's anything like milkshake. Milkshake, I pay just means it has yeah. lactose. It's good, though. Which the Hawaiians it's very, don't. Very lovely and fruity. They have pre- prehensile, prehensile toes, though. They don't lactose.
1: We don't have to do We don't have to shout out the patrons because this is a patron exclusive episode, by the way. So thank you, patrons, again, for being cooler than most people who listen to this podcast,
2: At all, all the other people.
1: So then they realize, uh, so then he finds his latest um, conquest. And, and uh, Oswald has made a uh, sort of deal for himself, a rule. He will only fuck a girl once, and then he has to move on to the next piece of tale.
2: He doesn't want to be his own Eskimo cousin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 so then he, but, but this one girl who's half Persian uh, is his, Yasmin comely. Which is like a fucking Bond character name. <laughs>
0: like Yeah. Like the, it, Bond girl name.
1: Yeah, like you know, and they're like this is Mary Goodhead. Like that's actually a Bond girl. You're
2: like, oh Pussy Galore.
1: My pussy Galore is ridiculous. Like that's not even a fucking <laughs> name. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's, that's why and, uh, Austin Powers a lot of vagina. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the <best>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're, they're the rest the rest are just pretty dumb. But yeah, so sure name is Yasmin, how comely. And apparently the answer is a lot. Um, So she is like the best piece of tail he's ever had. And he's like, she's going to, she's just is a nymphomaniac. So we're going to have her as our third partner and she'll go in and do basically all of the work. (laughs) and We'll (laughs) we'll make money off of this. So the, so the plan is she goes in with the, with the boner pill. Well, first at first she has to trick Wolseley or whatever his name is. And, but it's the same plan they're going to use on all the imminent cocks of Europe. And that is to give him some sort of chocolate that has boner magic in it. And then in nine minutes, that will kick in. and then he It's always nine it's minutes. Nine minutes. Well, even if it's a double or triple dose, it doesn't matter, which they experiment with dosages. And I think he gets a double dose in the beginning.
2: Just to try it out the first time, yeah, to be sure.
1: Nine minutes later, you become an enraged... Priapism-bearing rapist and just rape the first thing you see. And Yasmin's like, I'm down with that. And Oswald, who has established himself as a total scumbag, is like, I'll I'll wait outside. I'll I'll drive you home. And <laughs> well, watch. he watches. He does. he, yeah, he doesn't. The first time. he doesn't tell her he watched, and he never reveals to her that he watched her fuck that guy. But he has to understand the
0: process, which is just so fucking dumb. <laughs> and so, um, and then that's about like call it 30% of the way through the book the next the next 58% of the way through the book is just oswald and yasmin going to uh, going across europe and literally tricking all of these different uh, just just a chapter about all of these famous men how she tricks them into first they get first they get access and then give them the 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 boner pill chocolate and then her fucking them and the difficulty of having to put the little
2: like having to get the condom onto them yeah the, they yeah. never
1: use the word condom but that's clearly what it is this the dick sleeve that catches all the jizz that's a that's exactly what a condom is i don't know why <laughs> yes. never, that term never came up but would you say that this quest to go collect all the semen from all the important uh, men. They pick like royalty, but also painters and artists and writers and musicians. Would you say it's a symphony of bones? (laughs) Because that's what they do. Uh, And she's the conductor of that symphony. (laughs) This is symphony of bones. At some point uh, in the future, I will have a beer called Rhapsody of Bones. That will be on one of the Twilight books. But, uh, this is Symphony of Bones from KCBC, which is in Brooklyn. It's for the Kings County Brewers Collective because they're commies, uh, and it's an Imperial Stout. I don't know if they are, but it's an Imperial <laughs> Stout with coffee, cinnamon, coconut, and milk sugar. That's fourteen percent alcohol. Ooh, it's okay. I've practiced. I'm a professional, guys. <laughs> it's really good. It's it's um, it's not quite as sweet as the pastry stouts we're used to. But it also does not taste fourteen percent. It hides that damn well. I get a little bit of coconut. I do a little bit of cinnamon, like just enough of them. I mean, I would like more coconut because I love coconut. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of nutting in this book too, so it would be appropriate. But uh, it's a great beer. Uh, it has they they tell you all the details. It's got barley and do you, oats. Do you and, remember the
2: other one? Or- how they are? How they differ?
1: The other one had strawberry in it instead of coconut, basically. Instead oh, okay. of coconut and cinnamon, it had strawberry, which I was less pleased with because the strawberry flavor I felt was just like I felt for that beer. As I've learned after having several others in the name of science, is that <laughs> strawberry in beer is a weird flavor. I don't really dig it usually because it's usually it's either like really really faint or it's almost artificial tasting because strawberry is not that powerful of a flavor um but for that one what i didn't like was that they were going for basic i get i mean i imagine they're going for some sort of like chocolate strawberry cake thing but with a more traditional stout you get way too much bitterness from the stout you know those roasted kind of coffee flavors and dark chocolate flavors that the strawberry didn't cut through whereas this the coconut and the cinnamon do cut through in a really satisfying way but I have a few more cans. I'll work through them just to be sure. More testing is needed. Unlike any of the science in this book, they had all the testing done. Oh, no, done. <laughs> they tested
2: it, and it worked fine right away and never didn't work. The, the, honestly, the most surprising part was uh, how easy it was to just find these people, including several kings, to just walk in and like, I've got a letter. So basically all of them. Well,
1: I think... Well, he, So his plan with the kings, and the first king is um, King Fonzie of Spain... And he is Hey. King a, Alf. Yeah, King, King Alf. He's, he's, he's like a interstellar Jewish roommate. He wasn't the only one eating cat that day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she go so they write a letter on he like steals he like has fake letterhead made up that looks like it's from the royal house of, of Windsor or whatever. And writes on it, Hey, this is my friend show her a good time. like It's a little it's less direct than that, but basically... She's the Countess of cunt. something or other. <laughs> she's a good friend, wink, wink. Pork her. And, and he's like, don't you see? The king will be like, sweet, this is some regal pussy. I am going to tear that up. And she's like, awesome, I like being used. <laughs> but the question is, and I'm sure this is what Roald Dahl meant, who really is being used? Because... They're they raping tr- each other. Yeah, like, is it cancel out? Like, seriously, they tr- they drug the know men. If it cancels out into raping her, but she's there on purpose and is com- and is want is compliant or consenting to it, so it's not rape.
2: So she's but she's them, really. taking advantage of or them because they didn't it's, consent because
1: it's they're drugged. Double rape. <sighs> double rape.
2: That's it. I guess <laughs> if <laughs> That's the legal were- term. If they were doing it to someone else, it would be rape because they just have to fuck whoever's next to them at the point. Since she is doing it, she's basically raping them, like roofing them into banging her. She's raping them. And just because she did it, they're not raping her, but it's just by chance. (laughs) And this is some weird calculus that no one should have to do. No.
0: No. Because it is not a serious book. It is not trying to make any type of moral point about any of these things. Except that that some of the
2: royals have low sperm counts. That comes out of the book. (laughs) And Roald Dahl has a big bone of her hating on other writers that made it when he didn't as an adult author.
1: (laughs) He hates on all writers. None of them are good. (laughs) Every
2: writer sucks.
1: But he loves... loves, uh, I, I didn't know if that was like a jealousy thing or if that was... A self-deprecating thing.
2: Uh, it strikes. He strikes me as more of the jealous kind of guy.
1: I don't know. I don't know enough to make a decision there because he like goes on and on about how like great the musicians are and the artists and how brilliant they are, but he's like, and all the writers are douchebags. I don't know if he was. Like, the book is very heavy-handed in all ways because <laughs> uh, that hand Mostly is way down with penis. cum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I didn't know if that was a. I didn't know what he meant by that, but basically, they go to find the king, and I thought like, these scenes happen for like the next uh, remainder of the book. It's just scenes <laughs> where she goes, and they like, oh, next on our list is this guy, and and they're like, okay, cool, let's go drive over there in my cruising automobile that I purchased, and we will go milk <laughs> the
2: jizz out of this guy, like a bukkake montage. <laughs> That's the best band name, <laughs> Bukaki Montage. We do mostly uh, <laughs> mostly synthwave.
1: It's also a little bit of Japanese math rock. <laughs> <laughs> Every time there's a, a nut bust, we change time signature.
2: So, um, <laughs> oh, my fucking notes app that I take notes in uh, auto corrected this. So. His plan, I wrote down, was blackmail the wards elite into raping women and stealing their jazz. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like the plot of some strange, uh, like,
1: Italian uh, (laughs) movie from the 50s. Like, the 60s. He's a swinging cat. He must save all the jazz.
2: (laughs) Vincenzo, quick! To the jizzmobile. Um, So... The funny, Somewhere beyond the semen.
1: Because <laughs> they're Bobby Darren to take all that cum.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so well, sometimes it doesn't work. You no, know, it works whole play every time work. except the last time. Actually, this, there's one other time where it doesn't work. Where's Pablo Picasso. No, he fucks her. He's so, yes, but before taking the pill, uh, no, before, before no, she, putting on the she couldn't could get the condom on, so she didn't get to um, capture his sperm. That's true, but well, she caught it another way. he's like a
2: raging bull. That's what, how she does. He's like, it. now get out. I must continue to paint. Bad-ish. I mean, to be fair, she could have just like crouched and waited. Yeah, she could have done like,
1: you know, that awkward part at the end of the porno scene where you're like, I don't know why, knew, who watches this part? <laughs> <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> who wants to see that? That's,
2: <laughs> to prove it's real, man. That's a really it's all weird about cinema <laughs> verite. So, <laughs> it's, <ew>. it's yucky. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, why did you do that to her? I, I <laughs> believed you.
1: Like I already finished. I don't <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so they go and the, the scenes
2: just go on. And it's it's pretty repetitive. Um, But there are some funny um, parts. uh, For uh, Proust, they were listing all the reasons Proust sucks. Mostly because he's gay. Mainly because he's gay. But also, Roald Dahl listed Proust being anti-Semitic. Like, he disagreed with it.
1: (laughs) So, I think, I I, I don't know. Maybe Roald Dahl did not see himself as anti-Semitic. Maybe he, you know, maybe. I don't know anything about Proust. I think he said, I am an (laughs) anti-Semite. Uh I don't know what about <laughs> maybe he was trying to like distract, he's like, Look at that gay French guy. <laughs> he really <laughs> hated Jews. Apparently, uh in remembrance of things past or whatever, there's a bunch of there's some Jewish characters that are Fagan esque, you know, like they're They're not
0: very it's Uh,
1: that's what that's what Proust is <laughs> but <laughs>
0: oh no! They are the, uh, they the are, character from Oliver Twist. That's the Jewish uh, guy who is like the thief. Who is the thief master, pickpock master? Um,
1: the scenes get very repetitive when they just have to find another thing to you know get the come out of some other famous guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: exactly it's what the that book. Is.
1: That's
2: seventy percent. Roll
0: Dahl wrote this,
2: and uh, allegedly, and he called someone's dick. A snozberry, a and like,
1: well, that's and a giant wrote, peach.
2: <laughs> he wrote this after Willy Wonka. No, I don't remember in the book Willy Wonka. In where the there book, are he said, the snozberries the wallpaper. Like the snozberries taste like snozberries. I remember that from the movie. Was that in the book? It is in the book. Okay. okay. Well, the movie came out before this as well. He made dick flavored wallpaper
0: it's better than wallpaper flavor, flavored wallpaper i guess
1: <laughs> i was I, the reason i ask you is because he hated that movie and i thought that would have been i was kind of hoping that it wasn't in the book and they put it in the movie and then it would be his way of saying fuck you to
2: the film but i guess <laughs> no alas. that was definitely that was also in the book yeah marcel proust is into banging dudes so the big dilemma is um how are they going to get his come out because uh no one wants to. Oswald him. won't do it. No, that's yeah, gay. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> are you are you mad, woman? He's a catamite, which is not a word that. Oh, that's I a great word that I've lot. seen in like I've seen that
1: I've seen that word twice in my life, and every time I do What is like, this book. Uh, th- before this, it's in uh, the road. It's in the it's in the road. Oh, that does mm. that's a very McCarthy word, yeah. And it's in an Anthony Burgess book. It's like the opening sentence of uh, *Earthly Powers* by Anthony Burgess. It's like my catamite rolled over, and then I scratched my belly and got up to (laughs) like lead mass or something ridiculous like that. Is the opening line of of that book? So I, I, it's one of my. I never have chance to use that word, but it's one of those words like this. I don't know if can anymore. (laughs) This word needs boy sex slave. If you're talking historically, oh, I guess... Just for,
2: it's just for boy sex life, right? I, was, I just thought it was like a slur, but it is just for boy sex. It's a boy sex life.
1: It's from Roman times. I have a degree in history. I could say that word. I earned it. It's
2: the only thing I could earn with this degree. <laughs> it's confusing when you're trying to think of that Australian sandwich. Uh, it's like, put some catamite on it. Uh, no, <laughs> no. Veg... <laughs> Very different sandwich. <laughs>
1: Yes, that's the Nambla-approved spread that you put on your toast. <laughs> oh,
2: they're all about the spread.
1: Uh, anyway, they're really Proust. worried about
2: how to get the cum out of Proust. Uh, and Oswald won't do it because he's not going to do that. And Yasmin is like, well, I'm gonna, I'll do it, I guess. But how am I getting to, to, to you know, not put it in my butt? Because I will bang every person in the world. I'll roofie everyone in the world. But like no one's going near the back door. So how do I fool him? It's like, well, he'll be too roofied up and freaked out to notice that it's not a butt, and like that's the whole plan, and it works. It works. works, Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, she dressed. Yeah, she dressed up like a boy, and she's like, oh, and and every uh, every every scenario, or just about, there's like a wife or somebody who's trying to, you know, keep their husband from fucking other people, because the men, you know, can't be trusted even without the boner pills, and the maid, the female maid or something in Proust's apartment is like, should I sit in here? He's like, be gone, woman. She's like, but this random boy is like, I said go. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. And then he's like, please sit here on my lap. Come down. It's going to be nice now. <laughs> this will be a thing you'll remember from things past. What the fuck is the name of that book? That 8,000-page book that he wrote?
2: That remembers of things past?
1: That's what. Yeah, that's one of the uh, translations of it. What the fuck? In search of lost time. In search of lost time is the other one, yeah. it's, it's the same book. That's just how it gets translated because it's one of those dumb French words that doesn't have a doesn't have an English word. Has eleven English words. <laughs> uh, but then she fucks him, and they're like, "How did it go?" And she's like, "Oh, it was great. Yeah, he didn't know. I just like quickly guided him into the vajay." And you know, this experienced homosexual
2: was like, "That feels like an ass." And then she well, was he's like, a, "He's he's too priapismed from the pill." To notice, how come they never mentioned the possibility that like this is a
1: nineteen nineteen condom? It might not have been you know exactly
2: the most you know sheer. It was a, a full size duffel bag. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: just put on this dick sleeping bag. <laughs> like, oh sweet! <laughs> so then they get a lot of uh, these were funny scenes. I just feel like you needed um. A quarter of them i got that we, we got they the, were very repetitive we got the jizz of it pretty quickly we <laughs> didn't need to see it over and over again we but there are fill there were some pretty funny ones i liked uh when she when she man rapes uh or like reverse man rapes i don't know what the word just rapes, she just, just rapes. Just, she just rapes yeah um well she grapes uh george bernard Shaw, but she rapes
2: uh, oh, she does actually grape him, yeah. She grapes him, uh, but before... He won't eat chocolate. Because <laughs> he's some sort of like... Health nut. Hill person, forest people guy. Like an int, but more annoying. And with less wood. <laughs> <laughs> he's never had sex. He needed three doses. He looks like Gandalf and he wears pajamas all the time and lives in a <laughs> hut in his own garden. And writes about how everything sucks. He sounds like a real fucking bummer. To be around. I don't know enough about George Bernard Shaw to know how accurate that is of him. But me either. But I'm going to say it's 100 percent accurate.
1: But they're like, he's probably gay. But they don't. They like say like something far less polite. I can't remember now. But no, oh, no, yeah. Then she's like, "Don't worry. We'll just give him some fucking muscat grapes." And she's like, "Here, George Bernard Shaw, I muscat you a question." And he's like, "What?" <laughs> uh, get, and, he's, and she's like, "Go away." And she's like stalling could wait for the nine minutes for the boner thing to kick in and eventually he's like damn it take off your clothes woman i must f- have you here and she's like oh finally this is this is great <laughs> but my favorite one was freud she goes there she's like i have this terrible mental affliction and he's type talking in you know the german accent like was is the problem And she's like, every time I'm around a man, he rapes me. And he's like, that is ridiculous. (laughs) And then the the nine minutes goes up and he rapes her. And he's like, I must write this down. This is very interesting. (laughs) It was just so dumb, but really funny how they, like, she kind of, like, here, Dahl kind of used that person's personality and thing, you know, what they were famous for to make the scene funny. Whereas a lot of the other ones, it was just like, and then... This guy was kind of weird, or this guy was kind of, you know, smelly or whatever, but I thought the Freud scene was really good. Nate, you didn't like the Freud scene? wasn't hot for you? And then after,
0: <laughs> uh, and then after, I don't know, like six months, the year of this. Oh, wait. One more they, good one. The king of Spain. We never got
1: to him. How rich people don't move, or kings don't move when oh, they have sex. Yeah. <laughs> Too much effort. They're like, it's beneath their station to move. And they're like, oh, so the woman does all the work? That could be kind of hot. Uh, And they're like, no, the woman can't move either. And like, well, how the fuck does that, how does that work then? Is it just like, you see. Mormon
2: soak it. He just, what? Mormon soaking? (laughs) What is Mormon soaking? (laughs) You know what Mormons do when they they soak it, where they just shove it in there and they don't move. And they say that doesn't count as having sex because it's not putting in and out. So they just soak. That's what just very dick, horny Mormon children do.
1: Dick marinating? You just leave it in there?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's pretty. It's basically marinating. Yeah, so it'll let the flavor get down to the bone. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard it called Mormon soaking before. It's just called soaking, but only Mormons do it because it's fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really fun. Um, but they has
1: like a crank crank on the side of the couch that's like magic fingers in a shitty
2: motel. And the couch just like vibrates up and down. No, it, it it like lifts up and down like a like when you're underneath a car, at a mechanic, like a goes, hydraulic yeah. fuck couch. <laughs> I think that's a Parliament song,
1: hydraulic yeah. fuck couch. Oh, absolutely, it is. And it's then mega brain. <laughs> and then, then like she's like it's better than the old times when a servant had to crank it. <laughs> like, I guess so. And they there's this whole other thing that that gets mentioned randomly of the hat pin which like, some guys like just can't stop raping <laughs> like that's really what it is like they've clearly yeah, mm-hmm. come like nine times and they're just pounding away so she stabs them in the ass or i think at one point in the dick with a pin to yeah. like to shock them out of the the rape bloodlust that they're in like the rage the rape rage i think that's what it is yeah that's basically that's what it is.
0: And that's, that goes on for a while. And then, Nate, something happens. <laughs> and then, so this is, that's like most of the book. And then, after Yasmin and Oswald have been at this for a while, they just, okay, let's, we need to go back to England and, you know, drop off all this semen we've got <laughs> hanging around. Was,
2: what was it called? Like the semen hotel? Like what was it called? It was, this, call? it <laughs> was a, I have it written down because it was the seaman's home. It's, it's like a veteran's place, but for naval officers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and did you notice how they were uh, transporting them? He wanted to say he kept, he kept filling all the semen with, uh into, into straws, which begs the question, were they felching these? So is he, like, is he slurping it out? He's like siphoning yeah. this I don't know what felching is. Based on yep. your lack of disgust, <laughs> 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 or, or follow-up questions, listener, you should look up Felching on the internet. I'm not going to tell you. Oh, we got to tell Nate. We'll tell Nate. Nate Felching is when <laughs> uh, you slurp the cum out of someone's butthole with a straw after your <laughs> So when he kept talking about semen straws all the whole time, I was like, "That's disgusting." In, in many cultures, it's considered a very respectful gesture. It's like oysters.
1: <laughs> like a creme brulee. It's but like it has compliments melted. to the chef. Compliments. compliments. That meal was an asterpiece, and then you.
2: <laughs> this is an education podcast.
0: <laughs> you paid for this? We
2: are in the educated
0: category, yeah. <laughs> This costs money. <laughs> you can't listen to this for free.
1: Uh, so I think the straw. Know, everyone's thing, gonna cancel. What I was picturing of the straw thing was the thing uh, from Jurassic Park, where he has oh, like yeah. that that can of like uh, fucking Gillette shaving, shaving cream and like the yeah. little tubes. That's what I was picturing because like, but a hundred years <laughs> earlier. Oh yeah, it's like a steampunk, <laughs> steampunk jizz gatling gun that they have. <laughs> Then they go back to England. Nate, sorry, we cut you off.
0: They go back to England. <laughs> and it's in in Yasmin It's like, you know, I think I'm getting pretty tired of this. My pussy hurts. <laughs> <laughs> <She's> just,
1: <laughs> she's like, I mean, she just saved some of that nitrogen for battle. I gotta ice work. my
0: cunt down. <laughs> she has done. She comes all out bow legged some. <laughs> He wrote the... Roald Dahl wrote this. Okay. So, and then... Um, so, but in Oswald's like, but I had a plan immediately to... Um, to screw the other two and just take the money for myself. But first... It, but first, we, you know, I, Jaz, uh, Yasmin said, I'll meet you in a month so we can go to America and, you know... Get all get that freedom Henry come. Ford.
1: <laughs> but they're going to go to a place called Dun Roman. Like they're done roaming. Like, is that a real
2: British place? I, I, I could believe it is. Probably. Maybe it's where the last Roman road ended. Oh, they're done roaming. Oh <laughs> fuck, man!
0: <laughs> Thought that was the dad here. <laughs> so Oswald is gone for a month, and hurts his balls. In a f-
1: oh yeah oh that was a, an unnecessary but entertaining a horrific scene. tub
2: girl accident. <laughs>
1: That's pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's banging some, like, nubile. Though I like when he says the, the word nubile must come from the Nubians. Uh, but I don't think it does. I don't think so either. But he's banging some young duchess. And he's like, you have to remember what these duchesses. The only reason they got married to some rich guys is because they fuck. They're, like, vixens. So I'm banging one on the side. And I'm like, bang me another 17 times in this tub. And she leaves. And then she tricks me and unplugs the tub suction thing, the the drain, and it pulls my balls down the drain and (laughs) stuck there shouting for help as she leaves to go back to, you know, the castle. (laughs) So then he has to walk like he's just ridden a horse made of cactuses for a
0: week and uh, he then goes home and he finds that there's a letter waiting for him. He finds a note and it's And it's from Yasmin. It says, Arthur and I decided to run away, decided to get married, and we took all the jizz. And so they run away to South America. So she married, so she married, what's his name? Worsley. 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 And they go to South America. And so, and this is literally at 98% of the book. And it's like, that's how it fucking ends? so literally nothing else you did nothing all that other stuff you did in the book doesn't matter but whatever and so oswald decides you know i'm gonna go back to Khartoum and get more of those beetles and then i made millions of dollars and way that's easier
1: he sets up yeah like the thing from the beginning Like, why didn't you just do that like i was thinking at the start of the book like it sounds like a pretty good deal dude you made a hundred grand in the first year like expand that operation a little bit and then he, and
0: you only paid 50 pounds for the raw materials
2: yeah
1: overhead's real low and so uh
0: he he's like no i, I have
1: <laughs> i need i need all that comb <laughs> <laughs> i want to want an opportunity that to, you know only a person with balls will go for cock pills but then in the in the, the flash forward that they totally skip over he goes to khartoum and like uses his wealth to pay for like regime change <laughs> fucking like laws to be made in his favor and Isolates oh, yeah. the unions of the of the coolies and like gets them to do whatever he wants and then has a great business for years and he's like, you know what? I'm tired of overseeing this business. I'll have some I'll sell it to the Greeks and I'll just collect half the money
2: to do nothing. And that's how I made a lot of money. And also the the Worsleys move back to Europe and they have a yacht and they name it sperm. Yeah. And then there's like, like someone was like, "Why did you name this? Uh,
1: Why did you name this sperm?" He's like, "Oh, well, because we. It's got a lot of baby sauce on it. I don't know what. He, I forget what he said. <laughs> <I just laughs> he said cum. it's a
0: whale of a boat. Oh, he yeah, has a whale of a boat. Yeah. The end.
1: Oh, he's at the end. He's like, oh, some?" He says, uh, "Oh no, the last line is pretty dumb. It's actually very dumb. The last line. Uh, they say a good man is hard to find." I say a good man can be made with the right boner pill. I didn't say that. Uh, it's a good man is hard to find. Maybe Worsley was one of those. But who on earth wants a good man? Who, for that matter, wants a good woman? Not me. And that's the end. He's like I'm a lifelong dedicated dirtbag. and who full blown sociopath.
2: Yep. Skeet, skeet. The end. His business is to rape dudes. And then impregnate rich women who will then tell their husband the baby is theirs.
1: Now, you know I don't want to pretend there's anything real about this, but isn't there like, you know you know, single, you know, people looking to have a child, looking for a sperm donor, isn't there like an there is some grain of like you want like an, uh, an accomplished oh, healthy yeah. good-looking man like he
2: but their whole business model was not for single women it was for the yeah. wives of rich dudes who were too stupid to know it was not their kid They're going to they're going to uh in in
1: in what the fuck is the word for it artificially uh cuckold <laughs> they're going to
2: that's <laughs> what they're going to do <laughs> Yeah I don't think you're allowed to have a have a, have a kid as a single rich lady Back in the 20s. I don't know if it was allowed. There was no technology for that. <laughs> there was no artificial well, he insemination. He just it up in his mouth and he spits it in.
1: He's like, uh, here's a turkey baster full of
2: cum. <laughs> Good luck. Well, luckily for them, that this other guy invented it. And this other sociopath thought about how to do it to ladies. And gave them... He must have, like, fucking horrific yeast infections when they're just getting raw
1: egg and milk pumped into their cooter. <laughs> <laughs> with this a touch of jizz. I mean, <laughs>
2: I guess it... It's probably not effectively raw anymore once you've nitrogened it, so it probably kills anything bad in there.
1: Like what's, that, what's that shit called where you like cook the stuff in the, like the not-boiling water?
2: Uh, sous vide. What the heck is that, right? Sous vide is when you boil something when it's like in a plastic bag, so it never touches the water, but it's in boiling water. I well, don't know why. it technically isn't boiling. It's just that it's a
0: device where it heats the water to a very specific temperature. So, like, whatever the temperature is, you know, like chicken needs to go to this temperature. Yeah, so, it's like, like 165 warm. degrees. It will just heat the water to 165 degrees, and you can't overcook it because there literally is, it will not get warmer than that. So, it's actually a way to control the temperature when you're cooking, like, very, very precisely.
2: How does that work on cotton? It's also a lot more work. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Have there been studies done <laughs> I doubt it
1: <laughs> uh.
0: So uh, this book It was one of the stupidest things I've ever read <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, was. <laughs> <laughs> it was so stupid It There's no way it would be published today it If published a famous, if someone famous Especially wrote it. Be, uh, Partly because you know partly because of twitter but like if a famous children's book author came out and printed in and published even though they were like yo you know what this book it's not for children's for adults maybe they wrote it under a pen name like jk rowling on this name and said this is not for this is this is for adults so it's not for kids but then came out with this
2: it would totally end their career like if Eric Carl had a book we didn't know about called Larry the Porpoise Fucker,
1: he's very very hungry for
2: cock. That <laughs> the same illustration style. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that spider, that very very busy spiders working on these nuts. I think that's just the level of. I would like to. I would read that book. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Brown bear, brown bear, brown bear, brown bear. What do you see? It's my ass. <laughs> it's a brown eye. <laughs> I see a brown eye looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brown eye, brown eye, what do you see? Poop. Poot. <laughs> so, uh, I actually kind of liked the book. It was really stupid. No doubt about it. Like, this felt... Uh,
0: it's not incompetently
1: written. It's
0: like the best... It's just the concept of the oh, book. Yeah. Is there's it's it's a way off. It's like
1: the best written one of those fucking Askalpens of Auschwitz type books, where it's just yeah, I'll give meant, it that meant to be kind of like upsetting and stupid. But this was not of that. Like those books are just dumb. Like nobody actually cares. There's no quality control. This is a guy who actually was a competent writer, but a weird, dirty old man who perhaps had an extra grind against some celebrities and published this weird ass book.
2: Definitely hated George Bernard Shaw. Yeah. People said something mean to him at a party once.
1: I can't imagine they ever even met. Like, he must have just not liked Pygmalion. <laughs> like, George Bernard Shaw had to die in, like, the 20s. Like, how long? How, how old could that fucking bastard have gone to? I have no idea. This is what, internet. George Bernard
2: Shaw. Oh, shit. He died in 1950? Holy crap. He definitely shit enrolled dolls' Cheerios one day.
1: <laughs> Showed him a snozzberry. Yeah, I guess he also, also maybe he liked Joyce, because they talk about James Joyce, but they don't actually have him, a a descriptive scene of him raping a woman. (laughs) 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 But sometimes she'd leave, Yasmin would leave the rooms and be like, that was amazing. I don't even want to talk about it and like
2: ruin the memory of Puccini raping me. (laughs) Puccini, yeah. We're like, hit the piano. Randomly while they were banging, so his wife wouldn't think he was banging people. (laughs) (laughs) He had this down. He had a system. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I mean, that was funny stuff. I mean, the book is weird and definitely for such a dumb thing, it should have been shorter. But I liked it. I thought it was funny. Uh, It was
2: effortless. And and that's what I, you know, uh, it was effortless in his exertion in writing it as well.
1: I think he put a little bit of time into it. Uh, If it took four hours to read it, he put about six hours into the book. But, um, (laughs) This is from a review uh, that somebody said in 1980. They said, What can be said is that my Uncle Oswald provides four or five hours of effortless reading and some amusing scenes, mostly of the kind filmmakers have taught us to call soft porn. So soft indeed that at times they turn out almost fluffy. <laughs> you don't
2: need it. They can't be soft if they've taken the beetle powder. So that's a lie. And then... If you take the beetle power, she loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Eight days a week. Yep.
2: Yeah. Uh, they get some Norwegian wood. <laughs> which actually, which that was the that's one she didn't.
1: the one she can't fuck, is the king of Norway. guess <laughs>
2: she roofied herself by accident. That's, that's the roofie's Finally dilemma. The rapist has become still the rapist.
1: <laughs> and then she tries to rape him. And she gets thrown out, and the king's like, just dump that strumpet on the street. <laughs> and she's like, Try st-. and as, as she's being dragged out by the soldiers, who she describes as, like, good-looking Norwegians or whatever, uh, which Roald Dahl was born to Norwegian parents. So mm-hmm. there you go. Uh, he's she, She's trying to get them to just,
2: like, double-team her in the alleyway. <laughs> just, like, please fuck me. I need cock. Do you think that Roald Dahl, like, Got off on this book, like he just jacked it to it. Yeah, like to his own book. That's a that's a weird,
1: it's a weird, <laughs> weird way to go. Uh, and there wasn't Pornhub back then, so I don't know what he did. Yeah, was, he had to write his own. This <laughs> is like,
2: just like <laughs> an elaborate jerk fantasy. <laughs> he had a deadline with the publishers. Like shit, I don't have a book. Oh, there was that thing I wrote for myself that one time. <laughs> <laughs> Like Come Doctor Chronicles or whatever. <laughs> uh, I, I I can only it's speculate. Like Pokemon, but just semen.
1: <laughs> Got to catch them all in, in your in your box. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was dumb but entertaining. And at the end of the day, I wanted to give it three and a half stars because three stars is my rating for like that book was fine. Four yeah. stars is I liked it. But I liked it a little more than the average shitty book. Like, the average book, we were, we were like, that was, that was whatever. Uh, I didn't love it. It's certainly not a five-star book for me. I gave it four stars, though. <laughs> like, I rounded it up. Might have been all the extra jizz. It flo- made it more buoyant.
0: I don't know how that works. <laughs> I'd really give it, like, two stars. I really didn't like it. I, I not also the worst. It it, like I said, not totally incompetently written. But just, it was. it was just dumb. Just really dumb. You know what's funny is like a book that came out
1: like 18 months later was George's Marvelous Medicine by Roald Dahl. And I really hope they were written around the, the same, same time. Like he was thinking about science and medicine and, and what could be done. He's like, how about the jizz book? Cool. And then how about a kid book where a kid gives his grandmother some sort of medicine? Maybe it's jizz. I don't know. I never read that one. That's the. No, one. I never read that. Either. Oh, that's uh, a real short one. We could knock that out one day. Uh, that is one where um, George poisons his fucking grandma. Basically, <laughs> he like mixes up all of the shit under the sink, like the oh, hairspray and rat poison, and maybe jizz. And gives it to the grand, and he like comes up with a medicine that makes things grow to ten times their yeah, original size. <laughs> <laughs> well, why do they keep what rap that jizz?
2: <laughs> they live <laughs> on a are I guess. They
1: live on a farm. I don't know. It's it's different. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he like gives it to his grandma, not his jizz, maybe, but the medicine, and then she grows to be really big. And then I forget what happens, but there's a magical medicine that makes makes things really big and that kind of sounds like a lot of this book. So basically Roald Dahl just wrote about horny goat weed and uh and collecting cum. Uh I am shocked yeah. this is still in print. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I liked it. Um uh, but you know what I think is nobody reads Roald Dahl's adult stuff. Like cuz this is it. Well no, he has a shit ton of short stories. He has oh, right. he has a pun of a ton of those. And those I am told Uncle Oswald is in a few of those, actually, which I've not read and probably won't. But uh, well, now I need to know what happens in those. Yeah, his other harebrained schemes where he has a business collecting pubes to make wigs or whatever he does. That's just disgusting.
2: Well, this book does mention um, his other journals that have been published where they're just about him banging.
1: I hope that's those aren't the stories. I hope there are other ridiculous schemes, like when he tricks foreign investors to to give money to his Dingleberry Farm. <laughs> 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 they make good pies. <laughs> mm, it's a very uh very piquant uh, flavor. It's very mm, it's very it's sharp. <laughs> it's nutty, earthy. It's an earthy flavor. Dingleberries. You should Google that if you don't know what those are. They're always... Like boys
2: and berries. They're always in season.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would not really recommend anyone read this unless you want to read a silly, dumb book. But if you want to read a silly, dumb book, which I happened to be in the mood for at the time of reading this, I was, I was en- entertained. It, it dragged a little bit, but I actually enjoyed reading it. It was fun. Despite agreeing with you guys 100%, it's really stupid. It's really, really stupid, but uh, I did like it. Don't read it. Don't Definitely read it. Is Nate's vote? It. Jimmy's going to say no.
2: Uh, I don't think anyone needs to read it. But if for some reason you want to, go right ahead. But no, you don't. No one needs to read this. I, I agree. No one needs to
1: read it. But if you want to read something dumb, try it.
2: You know, it it would be an entertaining short story.
1: It should have been it was, shorter. It,
2: it was way long for for what it was.
1: Yeah, it could have been tighter in various ways, just like Yasmin. Uh, but it was um, it's fine. You know. It's 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 a forty something year old, stupid, dirty old man book. Like you can't expect it to be great. The fact that it's still around is probably ninety nine percent because or maybe you should say hundred percent because Roald Dahl is the name on the cover. I think it's okay. But I, I found it very entertaining. So
0: take take that what you, as you will. But I guess in the meantime... Tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. And uh, follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc.
2: Or we're going to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. But you guys are patrons, so you know that. Yeah. So just keep doing what you're doing. Thanks for doing that. Come be our friends on Goodreads. <laughs> Splooge on us with your love.
1: Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, And thanks for listening. What are you, nuts? Uh, Nutting? Oh, never mind. Okay, bye.